0: What is up, everybody, and welcome to an episode of the Joe Kilgallen podcast, aka Kilgallen's Pub. I'm your host, Joe Kilgallen, stand-up comedian, podcaster, actor, writer, uh, husband, father, producer, uh, badass, uh, once was a judge in a Miss Chicago beauty competition, Miss Illinois as well. Uh, what other crazy shit have I done? Oh, just lots of things, man. Uh, fighter with a record of 11 and one, not professionally, we're talking street scraps here. Which makes me all the more cool uh in the eye of the beholder i like to think well welcome to the podcast everybody every episode here i like to start off with a little bit of gratitude a little shout out to the patreon subscribers and you too could be a patreon member if you just go to patreon.com slash joe kilgallen you go there get yourself a bonus episode per week you get yourself some other fun stuff early access to some things tickets to a show if i'm in your town or you're in my town Uh, for the most part, every now and then a venue is like, eh, you can't be pulling that kind of nonsense. And then I say to that venue, well, you suck my dick, you piece of shit. That's what I say to them. And then I lose the gig and then I'm sad. Uh, and then I have to find out, find other ways to make money. So, um, just accept it. Sometimes you don't get free tickets to everything, but for most things I can hook you up. All right. So check out the Patreon. All right. And, uh, and shout out to anybody who listens to the podcast, who tells their friends to listen, who subscribes on YouTube, uh, for my standup comedy content. Uh, Go to punchup.live, everybody. That's right. Hold on. I got a little thing here. Uh, Yeah, right there. See, it's on the bottom of the screen. If you're watching this on YouTube, punchup.live. You can check out my brand new stand-up comedy special there. Punchup.live is a new comedy platform. Features the likes of Mark Norman, Roy Wood Jr., Steve Burns, Sam Morrell, Carmen Lynch, Jordan Jensen, some of the top comedians in the world right now are all at punchup.live. And it's got my tour dates there. You know, just uh you know, check it all out. All right, cool. Thanks. Enough of the plugs, right? Let's get into some fun shit. Um, I had myself a fun weekend. I hope you listening had yourselves a fun weekend. You're listening to this on a Tuesday. I recorded this Monday, and uh, it was a good weekend. You know what I mean? It went quick. It went quick. It was the end of the Christmas break, holiday break for my children. And you know what I made the mistake. You know what I should have done? Because they had two full weeks off. Christmas fell on what was that, a Sunday this year? Sunday or Monday. And what was nice about that was that they got like New Year's Day was January 1st. Obviously, it's the stupidest thing I've ever said in my life. But I mean, it was on a Sunday. So they had the whole week after that off, which was really cool. And I thought to myself, damn, that was a week in which we should have gone on a vacation. If it falls that way next year, I'm going to look into how it goes next year. That's when you take your kids to Disney World. That's when you go to Florida. If you live in a cold weather city like myself right now in Chicago, this upcoming few days is going to be about 20 degrees every day. 12 degrees I saw in one day we got Fahrenheit over here from a uh, UK listeners Uh, so it's really cold that's all you need to know like really really cold I don't know how to you know do the translation from Fahrenheit to Celsius but it's it's freaking freezing uh uh, Celsius makes more sense to me though I will say that like zero degrees is your freezing our freezing is 32 weird so um it's going to be cold as balls Uh, This whole upcoming week. And I thought to myself, you know what? be nice to have gone to Florida. That's when you go. Because like, when do people normally from my neck of the woods take their children to Disney World? They usually do it around spring break. Because they don't want to go in the summer because it's already nice here in the summer. You know, you live in a city like Chicago that's really, really cold. It finally gets warm in the summer and then you, you ditch it. You go away for a week. That's dumb. Don't be dumb. All right? Make a plan. Be smart. So next year is what I'm making this as a decision on my own. I haven't brought it up to my family at all, but I think next year, the week after Christmas, if there's enough time. That's when you go to Disney. I bet it's cheaper, you know, uh, cause a lot of people travel for the holidays, but the week after the holidays, not so much. So I'm going to have to look into that. I could be wrong though. It could be very expensive. And then I would have to be like, no, not worth it. But that's when you go. So you get you get out of this fucking tundra and you, and you go down a little sunshine get a little sunburn if you got the the white skin like I do. And uh, and then you have yourself a time. You find yourself some shade and you, um, you drink like a, an alcoholic. Rum. Isn't it weird when you go on certain vacations, you drink things you don't normally drink in your regular day-to-day activities? You know, when you go to Florida, I don't drink what I drink in Chicago. I'm drinking fruity bullshit. I'm drinking rum. I'm drinking um, tequila, which I should be drinking more tequila. That's pretty good. And I've got friends who say it's not as bad as of a hangover as you'd think. Which sounds like a complete lie. It feels like I'm being pranked. You ever have someone try to get you on something? They go, no, dude, have this. I'm telling you, it's going to make you feel better. And then you have and and they laugh at you. And you're like, you made me feel worse. I need better friends. But good one. I'm going to get you back, you piece of shit. You know, kind of things like that. That's stuff to think about. Uh, but no, I had a nice weekend. I did some shows up in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin. Shout out to so many people who came out to that. Um, just a great crew. My Club 400 friends came out. Um They're a big group of Cubs fans. I've done some shows with, and uh, they made the track. Eddie Cologne, shout out him and his wife, Brandy, and a couple of their friends from Iowa. And, you know, it's just such a good uh, group of people who all came out. And I really, uh, you know, Dee and Carlos and Patty and Dave. So amazing job by all. And, um, yeah, so that was Saturday night. Sunday, got up early, just a little after kickoff, but I was able to make it to the pub to watch uh, Man City and FA Cup action against Huddersfield. I believe that's, yeah, Huddersfield. That's Why am I blanking on who they played? It was yesterday. Ugh, jeez, I'm getting old and tired. Easy win, a rout, if you will. They they looked a little sloppy at the start, but once they got their rhythm, it was great. And uh, Kevin De Bruyne made his return. For those of you who aren't football fans, it's, uh, it's, this guy's one of the best midfielders in the world over the last five years. And for him to come back, subbing into, crowd going nuts, everyone singing and chanting, it was a beautiful thing. Uh, Phil Foden continues to impress. There was a lot to love. It was just it was nice to have, you know, after some close matches over the last week and some intensity, a nice, easy Sunday morning victory. It was just fantastic. Uh, yeah, for those of you because I know I've got some listeners in the u k. Shout out to you guys. Cheers for listening. Um, it's uh, you know, the time zone difference thing throws some people off over here. So when you guys are watching your matches at you know late afternoon, They're in the morning here. And because of that, there's always this there's this look a few of us give each other where it's like, how early can we start drinking? You know, sometimes you're just having one of those days where you're like, I don't care. I don't care if anyone judges me. Because when I sat down, I was a little late. Kick uh, kickoff was 8 a.m. I got there like 8.04. Not a big deal. And uh, you know, everyone had tea. They had pots of tea on the table. So I'm like, all right, well, you know, I'm not gonna order right away. But for whatever reason, I do believe that the one. Type of beer that is always okay to drink on the early side of things, and that's Guinness. I don't know what it is about Guinness. I don't know if it's because it's a heavier beer. It comes in that awesome pint glass, an Imperial pint glass, as it's called. There's something about it where I'm just, and when I see it, there's a, the picture of Guinness. Or like when the server goes by with a tray full of Guinness. It's just when it's just that blackest of black, and then just the creamy top to it, the creamy head. You know, I feel sorry for people who don't love Guinness. I feel sorry for non-Guinness drinkers. I really do. You are missing out. There is something about that finishing the first pint of Guinness. Some things I say, there's something about the first sip. But to me, it's that final sip of your first pint. Because the first pint of Guinness is something you just, you enjoy thoroughly. There's no sense of, I need to get after it. Then they start going down very easily. I've told people, I'm like, first pint of Guinness Uh, you know, it it never feels like you drink it that fast. Feels like you're almost drinking slow. Second pint, yeah, maybe about the same. But pints three through eight go down very, very quick. Scarily quick. They sneak up on you big time. Uh, but there's just something about it's just such a different experience than your typical lager or your pilsner or any kind of ale. Uh, you know, all the new craft beers, there's all sorts of different styles these days, but Guinness is an experience undo itself. And it's just, that's why those posters are so popular across the world. The Guinness is good for you. Guinness brilliant, you know, have a Guinness, like all those kind of things where uh, some of those posters didn't make sense. There was a, a lot where there was like some sort of toucan bird, some sort of exotic bird was in a lot of these Guinness commercials and Guinness per- posters. And I've never seen any of those in Ireland or anywhere in that part of Europe whatsoever. So I don't know where the fuck those birds came from, but there they were. But I always like the Guinness it's good for you, where it shows a guy, like, you know, he's about to arm wrestle someone. He's like, I got to have a Guinness first. You know what I was told by some old Irishmen was that uh, back in the day, I don't think they still do this, but and by, the, by the way, back in the day to certain uh, people could mean like 1993, not that really far back in the day, but they would give Guinness to Irish women after they gave birth, like in the hospital. Oh, you just gave birth. Here's a pint of Guinness. Not as a celebratory thing, but because Guinness is rich in minerals and in particular iron. Apparently there's iron in Guinness. Now, I've not looked this up or fact-checked it whatsoever, but I like to believe this is all true. So whenever there is a chance to order Guinness and drink Guinness, I'm all about it. Unfortunately, it's become wildly expensive in the city of Chicago uh, to the point where it's kind of ridiculous. There are some pubs. No bullshit. We'll charge like nine bucks for a pint of Guinness, and that is just—it's a sin. It's sacrilegious. It's—it's um, it's against everything as human beings we should stand for. And um, someone needs to pay for this, uh, not for the actual—you know—not not with actual money. I mean, pay with uh, with their soul. I'm not going to say their life. Uh, soul is different than life. You could lose your soul but still live. Uh, but someone needs. There needs to be some sort of retribution whoever decided to raise the price of Guinness this much. You know, post, I think that's what, post COVID everyone just used excuse. I know there were supply issues in a lot of things and that's what led to massive inflation. I heard other people where there was articles in 2019 predicting that the 2020s was gonna see a lot of inflation because inflation had been so low for so long. And now I think uh, maybe that's another conspiracy theory that, that you don't hear enough about that COVID was used to use inflation. I don't know if that's true. I think these businesses are just run by assholes who will use anything to raise the prices of stuff. Oh, well, my mother stubbed her big toe. So uh, as you can understand, morale was low at the factory. So because our production slipped behind, we have less supply, but the demand is still there. So we had to raise our prices and that's why it's so expensive. Now, oh, I just, that's why when, when, that's why I carry a pen like this. If you're watching the this podcast on YouTube, I got one of those clicky top pens. Can you hear it? You guys could hear it if you're listening in your car in the audio like that? Now, I carry these because it's my weapon of choice. If I'm almost getting into a street fight of any kind where I feel like I'm going to get jumped. Now, if I'm initiating the street fight or if I'm equally in, in trouble for it, meaning equally to blame, then I don't, I don't use this weapon because that's, that's psychotic and attempted murder. What I do is this. though. So I have one of these, right? I have it in my front pocket, right-hand side. Now, I don't have it clicked open. I have it clicked, clicked off. Right, because you don't want to poke yourself in the side with a pen while you're walking around, you know. So, but then if someone comes at me, right? If I feel like there's someone lurking in the shadows, you know, Chicago's could be a dangerous city in parts of it. So I then take that pen out and I'm walking in a way where if you're ten yards behind me, even five yards behind me, you don't know there's a pen in my hand because I kind of have it like tucked a little bit. You guys could see like that on the video. It's kind of hard to show because I'm sitting down, and then I have the pen tucked away. And then if I feel like someone's about to grab my shoulder and turn me around, that's when I unclick. And I fucking stab. I get them right in the side of the neck in the jugular. And then if they have any kind of gun, I use my other hand to hold the gun up and then they're like, "Oh my god, I'm stabbing in the jugular." So they start firing off in desperation, but they're just firing in the air. And then with my knee, I get them in the stomach. Real hard, so then they lose their breath. And now it's only a matter of time before they're dead. That was too much. That was all too much. And uh I would love it if you listeners who once held me in some sort of um you know, um, if you once had a lot of respect for me, to forget everything I just said, because I feel like I just lost your respect by teaching you how to murder someone. Don't murder people. But then again, what if they're trying to murder you? You got to outmurder the murderers. That's the point I was getting at, right? It just got a little too real, though with the way I explained it. i like I like felt it. I got a chill. The hair on my back of my neck creeped up a little bit on that one where it felt like Is Joe a psycho. Joe might be a psycho. I think some of you were probably thinking, as you're listening to this podcast, but that's not what I'm just trying to teach you how to be safe out there. You got to be safe. Now, be careful, though, because what this person just happened in the shoulder to be like, hey, you dropped your wallet back there, you know, and then and then you fucking neck stab them with your with your with your nice fancy pen. What a way, way to die, though. Imagine you're lying on the ground. You're like, is this is ink, blood and ink all together." If that ambulance doesn't get here soon, I'm dying of ink poisoning. That's for sure. You know. But again, this is that's for an extreme scenario. All right. For the most part, if you find yourself in a situation like that, give them your wallet and then they go on their way. You call up, you cancel your cards. Unless they take your phone then too. You don't want to be a victim of a robbery. Of course, you want to be able to fight back, but is it worth it? Is it worth it? No one carries that much cash on them. And we all have uh, safeties and protections on our debit and credit cards. You know, your bank card, whatever you want to call it. So it's, it's all right. You know, you could tell someone, Hey, I survived a mugging, but it's a bad ass story a batter ass is that how I want to say that it's a better story to say that you fought him off, but still I don't think anyone deserves to die because they were trying to take my wallet. That's an extreme, that's extreme punishment right there, you know, but so maybe I don't got them. but maybe I put the pen right up to their neck. And go, Hey, do, do one fucking thing move one fucking muscle. You try to rob the wrong person. Motherfucker. Move one muscle. And you're going to hear this, right? Do you want to hear that? You don't want to hear that. But then if they got the gun already in the air, that's when I got to take it out of them. And then I pistol with them across. I'm a good backhander. You give someone a good backhand. You know, I used to love yelling out, I'll give you the taste of the back of my hand and just fucking go right across like an angry Scotsman. I feel like that was more of a Scottish the way I said it. Um, actually, it was pretty clear. So it was more Irish. Anyhow, all right. All right, everybody. Um, uh, there's some crazy shit was going on on the internets over the weekend. Uh, you guys see this video is a viral video of this man. I feel bad now because it turns out this man was having like a mental breakdown. Now, that could be the excuse or it could be true. It looks like it was true based on the evidence. So a video went viral over the weekend of this grown man, probably mid-30s to mid-40s. He was definitely in the, look looked like he was 35 to 45 range. And he is nude, swimming in this big tank that's at a Bass Pro shop. Now, for my around-the-world listeners, I don't know if Bass Pro is a worldwide brand. It's basically, you know, you go there and buy like fishing gear um any kind of outdoorsy stuff they probably sell anything like that big heavy coats whatever you need to it's like a, it's an outdoor it's a nature shop essentially you know and so uh they have like a big like it looked like aquarium type thing i don't know a pool of some kind i don't know if there was fish in there as well but it was big enough for several grown men to be in there he goes in there completely naked And the reason this video went viral was because uh, as you're watching the video, your thought immediately, immediately is, where's this dude's penis? Does he not have a penis? This is so sad. Why would a guy with no penis get completely naked and jump in a pool like this? Then people are asking, how cold is this water? I'm like, no water is so cold where you don't have a penis anymore. There was then another shot that someone took of the security getting him out police getting him out where he's still completely naked and you see a, a, a very you see a penis very very tiny one and I don't come down on my tiny penis brothers okay we are all people we are, you are men regardless all right you're a man does not does not define you you know you could you could be a guy just absolutely you know swinging a fucking uh duralog down there you could be a guy with one of those you know cookie dough things it's not open you know with the long tubes you could just be swinging a hog and a half right uh and be just a, not much of a man because you're a terrible person right and you can't get any and you're just not a good person you're a piece of shit you're dumb you can't do anything then you could be like this dude um where i don't know what the hell where it was i think that was the alarming part uh where it's just a, a little a little bump little bump in the skin there and um You could be that guy and be a wonderful human being, you know? So again, no judgment here, right? Other than, you know, you gotta, if if you do look like that, nobody wants you to be naked. That's the thing. No one, nobody's shame, but uh, have some shame. I don't know. Don't fucking be naked if you don't like, some people might be like, oh, Joe, are you saying naked people? If you're going to be naked, you have to be hot in public scenarios. Yeah. You know, cause if this, if the video probably doesn't go as viral, if he just has a normal dong, I think the video went viral. Cause people were like, where, where did it go? Why, why can't I see this thing at all? You know? And I saw that like, what was it like Saturday early evening? And you know, I went pee several times later that evening. And every time I looked at my penis and I wanted to give it a kiss to be like, thank you for not being like that guys. So now I am being a little judgy. Unfortunately, I shouldn't be though. That's not nice. Some people were sharing the video, making jokes. And then I, I saw a few people go, Hey, I took it down because the reports are this guy was having a, uh, a mental episode. And, you know, I'm not going to make fun of someone who's having a bad day and, and they couldn't help it. And all that's this, is, this was mean. This was in poor taste. And to those people, good on you. Good on you, right? Yeah, yeah you made, yeah, you don't, we don't want to hit someone when they're down, right? Regardless of their shortcomings. And it, and it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. Like I said before, it does not matter. I really do believe that. I know everyone makes jokes where it's like, yeah, it does. To some women, sure. I think to the vast majority, it must not. Now, we live in a superficial world where you're gonna hear more about maybe it matters on TV and movies and online. You're gonna hear those people be more vocal about it, right? But the reason I truly believe it doesn't, and and I'm sticking up for my boys out there, my short kings, if you will, that's what they say about you guys now, right? Uh, Is that... The fact that that gene still exists and there are people being born every day with little peeps uh, tells you that it doesn't matter, right? Because if it truly mattered after all this time, that would have eventually been phased out. Or you could ask yourself, maybe it has been phased out and penises were way smaller back in the day, Like, like 1800s dong was tiny, tiny. And then now, nineteen and nineteen hundreds got got a little bit bigger. And then maybe in the two thousands, this get even even bigger. But I don't think that's the case. I truly don't believe that. I think you know, I, I think we, we were desensitized by the amount of porno that's everywhere. way, oh, that's the first time I've said porno in a while. Normally, I just call it porn. But uh, actually, I'm going to start calling it porno. That felt fun. It didn't feel as uh, I don't know dirty, or is it more dirty? What's dirtier? You're hanging out with your friends and you're like, Hey dude, I, I saw this great porno the other day. Or it's like, dude, do you watch porn? I feel like the way you say porn, the way it ends, it's like, do you watch, do you watch porn? you a big porn guy. What kind of porn do you like? That's it's the "orn" sounds like horn. Like You're horning your way into my situation. You know what I mean? Like you're try, trying to get into my head. You like porn. What if I horn my way in? into that brain yours to figure out what kind of porn you like. And then based on the kind of porn you like, I'm going to be all judgy. I've said porn so much that this video is going to get no fucking views on YouTube. Oh, come on YouTube. You got to know the difference. You got to know the difference between someone preaching something and someone discussing something intelligently. Fuck man, this website's killing me these days. Anyhow, porno. You like porno? Sounds more like, Hey, we can put some porno. I'll throw on some porno. We'll all relax. That sounds better. Actually, I'm bringing porno back. I'm doing it. Okay. So, uh, you know, we, we've all seen so much of that, that we all have like our beliefs of what, what, what is, you know, we have to remind ourselves women, men, they, them, everybody, we have to remind ourselves that these, the people who are in these videos are like the top 0.5% of the genitalia world, the the genitalia game, you know, there's, the you know, everyone else is waiting, not even close. You can't compare it's it's like hanging out with a bunch of centers in the NBA, a bunch of seven foot tall dudes, and then being like, I'm the shortest person in the world. It's like, no, dude, you're 5'10. You're an average man, you're fine, you're doing great. Or maybe it might be a little, and it's five nine average, five ten. I don't know, but five ten feels like I feel like if you pulled most women, they'd say five ten is an ideal height. Uh, so yeah, it's not, I don't know. I'm trying to make people feel better about themselves. But this dude with, with, the, with the you know no-show penis going into a big tank of water for the whole world to see, having a mental breakdown, it sucks, man. But you'd think you'd have a mental breakdown where part of your brain would be like, let's keep the fucking underwear on, right? Let's keep the jocks on. And nobody would notice, you'd think. And now it makes me wonder with this guy, what is his, what is his mental thing? What kind of mental problems does he have? Is it the little penis? Is it the micro penis that caused the mental problems that gave him the mental health issues? Or is it just that they're unrelated? He had mental health issues, and he also happens to have a micropenis. What a shitty hand to be dealt, you know? When you, when I see videos like that, it's hard to have any kind of uh, belief in a uh, higher power. It, it kind of is. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I got I got to look into this guy. I want to find out. I, I want to start a GoFundMe for him, in which people uh, say, "Hey man, it's all right. We've all we've all had days like this. Here's here's nine dollars. Go buy a Guinness." You know, like something like that. He needs to be cheered up. He needs the ultimate cheer up, this man. You know, because if a woman has this mental breakdown and goes nuts, nobody's all like, look at that shitty vagina. Like, you know, you can't tell, right? It's not an extremity. Nobody, I mean, if you're all, if you're if you're eye to eye with it, your eye is right up to that clit, then you know what the whole situation is. But it's a very filthy episode of that podcast today. But otherwise, it's a naked woman, you know? I think porn has gotten progressive in the sense that you see way, way less fake boobs. I'm telling you, the fake boob ratio from when I was from 20 years ago to today is just vastly different. 2004, 20 years ago, I would say eight out of 10 uh, porno actresses. Was that word again? Had the big, big fake ones. Just dangerously fake, you know, where like the veins are screaming, oh my God, we did too much. Like the, you know, so those, those booby veins, the breast veins, where it's like just big, one big blue vein right down the middle of that cleavage, just screaming out for help. Going, we we went overboard. And now I feel like it's like maybe three out of 10 are having those comical fun bags. And a lot of them are very, like almost no boobs, like very flat, smaller boobs. I wonder if that was like someone being like, hey guys we're entering the 2020s. All right. Little body positivity. All women are beautiful. All women deserve to be on all fours in front of the camera. Does not matter. It does not matter the size of their breasts. Okay? It's the size of their heart that matters. Okay? And um let's all respect that. Okay? Now go lube yourself up and be a gentleman. All right. She's very petite. Think about it. Guided and slowly. All right. You fucking animal, All right? All right, enough porno talk. Um, I was thinking about this the other day because uh, I was coming across Jordan highlights and I remember thinking to myself, "At what age do I have to, could I show my kids these highlights where they're going to get like, holy shit? And I think it's soon. They're both very little still though. They're young. Um, so I was watching Michael Jordan highlights and I still can't, see part of me with Michael Jordan is I love the fact that he did play with the Washington Wizards because he got to play against a lot of NBA superstars that were part of that next era. And, and did very well against him. I love sharing the clip of Jordan as a 39-year-old, or I think he just turned 39, uh, just schooling Kevin Garnett. And Kevin Garnett, the very next year, won MVP. Jordan would retire the next year, and Garnett would win MVP. And Jordan blew by him. He was hitting fadeaways in his face, getting him off balance for jumpers. Just so many moves. Jordan had the most moves, still the most moves of any player. I love it when today's fans like to go like, oh, I've seen guys do that, and then everyone goes, share the fucking link, and they can't. Because Jordan is one of one when it comes to moves. There's other great players who have amazing moves, of course. Kobe's right there. There's guys that do phenomenal things. I'm not saying. The the, the league is more athletic as a whole, but the top athletes from like 15 to 20 years ago to 25 years ago would still hold their own. I think a lot of NBA players in particular look from 25 years ago, 30 years ago, look at less athletic compared to today's player because of the way they dressed. If you're wearing tube socks and short shorts, you look like way less of an athlete, you know? Also guys back then, as they were balding, were just like, I'm balding. You know what I mean? They didn't all shave their head. Jordan made the head shaving thing more popular. But you see a guy with like fucking hairy chest because no one manscaped back then, you know, wearing tube socks with the stripes on the top of them up to his kneecap and like short shorts where his fucking bald skin is hanging out the bottom side you're not going to look as athletic as a dude who's wearing shorts below his knees cooler high tops ankle socks you know he's got tattoos on his arm and and he shaves his chest hair that dude looks more ripped it's just a fact right jeff Hornacek. i was saying people were talking about jeff Hornacek from the utah jazz could he play in today's nba and a lot of people are like hell no look at him he's not an athlete I'm like no he is an athlete the dude was 6'4 he could shoot from anywhere he he would fit into well in today's league. The problem is you're looking at that dude and his 1990, or I'm sorry, his 1982 haircut that he was rocking in 1997, right? Give him a Peaky Blinders haircut, throw a sleeve of tattoos on his right arm, and he would look like any Euro playing today in the NBA. That's simple, right? So what I'm, what I'm getting at with Jordan, though, is that... This, Sometimes I look at the Wizards ears and be like, why? But then I look at those Wizards ears going, that's great because there's crossover. He played against guys who guarded Kobe and guys who guarded LeBron. And that you could ask them. You could ask Sean Marion, who was harder to guard. You could ask Ron Artest, who was harder to guard. You could ask these guys. And a lot of them will tell you Jordan. I think three out of four said Jordan was the hardest to guard of the four players who guarded both one-on-one. And the one guy said no comment because he was LeBron's teammate. And that was Richard Jefferson. Although I'm pretty sure Jordan dropped 45 on him. Granted, Jefferson was like 22 at the time. Either way. I bring it up because Jordan's finish as a bull, game six against Utah in 1998, the way that series ended, him hitting the shot to win his sixth NBA championship, finishing the year as MVP of the regular season, MVP of the All Star game, and MVP of the NBA finals was such a It was almost too perfect a finish. Where if you would have written that as a Hollywood script and said, I want to make this movie, they'd be like, it's too neat. Like this would never actually happen. It's too perfect an ending. We want a great ending, but not so perfect. The audience can't believe it. And yet it was, it was perfect. It was the truth. It was that nothing could compare. And I bring it up because I came across some Toy Story toys later after I was watching Jordan highlights on my phone. And I remember going Toy Story 3. Man, did that have a perfect ending. Toy Story 3. I remember after watching Toy Story 3 thinking, is Toy Story the best trilogy? Like single-handedly the best trilogy where all three were great. Now, there's some arguments about Toy Story 2 being just okay. I still think it had a lot of charm to it. But Toy Story 3 and 1 are so elite. And I'm like, is that the best trilogy? What's a better trilogy? At the time, Toy Story is no longer a trilogy because they made a fourth. But that ending, the way... You think they're all gonna die? Spoiler alerts, by the way. The way you think they're all gonna die, and then they don't. They get saved in such a cool way, you know, the claw, and then, um, and then they find a new home. And Andy's willing to part with Woody, and they play together one last time before Andy goes off to college. And as the car is driving away, Woody looks up, and all his friends know he's going through it, and he's like, "So long, pal." It's like, ah, I cried. I have no problem admitting that I cried at the end of Toy Story three. If you you didn't cry at the end of toy story three you should get yourself checked toy story four i got teary-eyed at the end toy story four is a movie as a whole like it was getting some really good parts to it and it was a fun little adventure but it was a lot lacking from it not lacking but i think i think a lot of fans who are adults adult fans by the way we're in a buzz Lightyear shirt right now i just realized we were as we're watching it i think we're kind of like this needs to be so much better than toy story three so you know justify making a toy story four that was our thought process behind that movie. But uh, I really do think it, it was a good movie. It was a unique, good story. They'll probably figure out a way to make a Toy Story 5. If you don't know at the end of Toy Story 4, Woody becomes a lost toy. He goes off with Bo Peep and a, a new crew of friends. And then Buzz and um, Jesse and you know the whole gang, they're back with Bonnie, who is a huge villain. Bonnie sucks. I've talked about this. Look up my thoughts about Bonnie on uh, YouTube. Fucking villain. I mean, Andy said, this is the most important toy. He's the best. He'll always be there for you. And then she stops playing with him in Toy Story 4, which is set like three months later. Toy Story 4 is like three months after he goes off to college. And this bitch was already like, I'm done playing with Woody. Oh, Dusty Woody. I'm going to take his badge off and give it to Jesse. That's where feminism fucked us. That's where you guys got us, right? You know what I mean? Bonnie couldn't have made Jesse a sheriff as well. She had to take the badge from Woody who earned it. He earned that fucking sheriff badge. You don't think he put in the hours? Oh, he put in the fucking hours. He was at the academy. He cracked cases, right? He was there. He was voted. They voted him sheriff. He was voted. In Woody's Roundup, it was clear than that show that they were like, who's on the ballot? Woody, we're voting for Woody, right? Jesse, you were a deputy, okay? We're not saying you couldn't eventually become uh, a sheriff as well, but no. And, that, and, and I'm not, this isn't hate towards Jesse. Jesse's wonderful. She's a great officer of the law. But what Bonnie did by removing the badge from Woody and slapping it on Jesse was just the height of fucking bullshit right there. And that's why, that's why Toy Story 4 kind of did have to happen. I had to show you that, you know, Woody's a true cowboy and he had to ride alone, although he's riding with Bo Peep now. He's riding Bo Peep now. (laughs) what's up woody all right everybody that has been the podcast the joe kilgallon podcast uh maybe next week we could talk about other trilogies because i'm sure some of you are listening to me like this is a better trilogy that's a better tril- trilogy you know the star wars movies aren't trilogies really dark knight you could all off- argue pretty damn good one um captain america movies i guess but there'll be a captain america force and so that's not technically a trilogy anymore anyhow there's not that many true tri- trilogies is my point point. and i don't even like saying the word trilogy all that much it kind of does a lot to your mouth You guys have been amazing. Thank you for checking out the Joe Kilgallen podcast. If you want to join the Patreon, go to patreon.com slash Joe Kilgallen. I will be in St. Louis, St. Charles, and specifically St. Charles, Missouri. It's a suburb of St. Louis at the Funny Bone. Great area, great club. Looking forward to seeing a lot of you guys there. And, uh, you know, uh, check out uh, punchup.live slash Joe hyphen Kilgallen to watch my new special. And I'm going to be putting out way more content here in 2024 with goals of touring everywhere that you guys are listening. Wherever you're listening, I want to come do a show. All right, you guys are the best. Have a good one.